Chay, you gotta wait, Chay. Gotta go vaccinate, Chay. Get it straight, Chay. Girl, you look good. Want you vax that thing? I'm using a handsome young brother. Want you vax that thing? Ain't in real life, you need to vax that thing. I'm feeling freaky all night, you need to vax that thing. Go, 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 get the shot. Go, get the shot. Go, go, get the shot. PLK says, go, get the shot. You wanna smash with This is obscene. It kind of is. You're welcome. Who did Bel- that? Juvenile and Manny Fresh. Uh-oh. Remember Back That Thing Up? Remember yep. those rap? Uh-huh. Vax from that Cash thing Money? Up. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh, it's Vax That Thing Up now. Anyway, I just wow. thought you guys would Hey, y'all. Welcome, welcome to Cross Politics <laughs> Sunday Special on the Fight Lab Feast Network. Pastor Toby Chuck Knox, the water boy. And, and Jason wanna, Farley. just want to apologize for the way that that show just opened. <laughs> yeah. Please get ready apologies. for a lot more Never. of a crazier <laughs> show. That reminded me of when they tried to teach me math with hip hop in elementary school. Yeah. Yeah. How, how did that uh, go? Did it get gross like that? <laughs> I too? still can't add. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. It didn't help you no, at all. Not at all. No. Not at all. So maybe this will have that same effect on our country. But did, yeah. did you get rhythm? <laughs> I mean, I did join a breakdancing crew. Yeah, see, so. that's, that was a go. Did you help me ma- in just, my math? Yeah, really. Not, that's kind of funny. Think about you in a breakdancing. As the entry drug yeah. into uh, breakdancing yeah. was rap and math. Rap and math, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the movie Breaking. Two yeah, electric that, boogaloo. That, that no, number two. Yeah. Well, number yeah. one didn't sell you on it. <laughs> you had to get to number two. <laughs> if you break, if you break dance a lot, like Jason Farley, you may break a bone or get cancer. Mm-hmm. For breakdancing. Also have medical emergencies. We all know how quickly a healthcare need can happen. You're just getting there. Do it. I'm doing it right now. Do it. That's where Samaritan Ministries comes in, connecting hundreds of thousands of Christians across the nation who care for one another's medical needs through prayer, encouragement, and financial support, even after a breakdancing accident. <laughs> it's not insurance, so you have the freedom to choose the healthcare providers, hospitals, and treatments that work best for you. So after you receive care, medical bills are sent to Samaritan Ministries, and then they'll notify members to pray for you and send money directly to you. Because Samaritan can do math. To pay, yeah, pay those exactly. bills. <laughs> they did not listen to rap <laughs> math, math videos. It's Battle rap math. <laughs> Battle rap math. <laughs> two plus two equals four. It's biblical and affordable <laughs> with sharing programs that start at $100 for an individual and 200 for a family of two or more. And you can join today. Don't wait for the unexpected to happen. Visit SamaritanMinistries.org forward slash cross politics yes. today to see if healthcare sharing is right for you. SamaritanMinistries.org forward slash cross politic. And if you if you missed this last week on Thursday night we did a, a special oh. with a number of doctors, Dr. Jay Richards, Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, Dr. Cole Ryan and Cole. Dr. Wool. Yeah. On it's kind Wool. of a coronavirus special. We wanted to kind of, you know, keep pushing the uh, a right narrative of a wise narrative on what's going on. And so check out that show. Nate joined us. Nate Wilson joined Nate us Wilson. also on that show. Smacked yeah. you a, in it, the face. Oh, it, my goodness. Yeah, it was so good. It was a two-hour show, but um, check that out. Um, and then, of course, join Samaritan you know, I've, Ministries. I've, I've, I realize it's hard to find all of the information kind of in one place. Right. Where it's just kind of dialed in. All the, the, the Cliff Notes version of the deep dives yeah. is right Look, there. Looking at the actual data. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so I, I still think that we're, we're kind of, um, all in this moment, and we have to get in those communities. And we have Cuomo's going to do this, doors, <laughs> and we have to convince people and put them in a car oh. and drive them and get that vaccine in their arms. Oh no! I, no. I, 
I can't stop that video. I'm going to get to play it on every show for like the next. If you do that, I'm going to do vax that thing up. You keep it up. <laughs> and we're going to be vaxed up in a car together somewhere I just with feel Cuomo. Like a, uh, because of our show and what we've been doing. <laughs> I think you need to play that Carrie Gordon clip now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's going to be second segment, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys going to have to hold on for that. You can hold those things together and be like, I'll um, replay it. I'll oh replay my, it. My goodness. So anyways, I, I don't know if you guys. put you in the car. We're going to. Get you vaccinated. Yeah. yeah. Make yeah. you get yeah. vaccinated. Yeah. But I, I still feel like that car is going to pull up to my house any, any day. Sure. Just, if, if you're New York, that's probably a threat. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Anyways, so I don't know if you guys have been following this whole back and forth between DeSantis and, and Biden and the Biden administration. It's been fantastic. Uh, here's, here's Biden kind of starting, starting off with the jab. Just two states, Florida and Texas, account for one-third of all new COVID-19 cases in the entire country. Just two states. What kind of cases? Look, we need leadership from everyone. If some governors aren't willing to do the right thing to beat this pandemic, then they should allow businesses and universities who want to do the right thing to be able to do it. Oh. No, he didn't. I say to these governors, please the right help. Please. If you aren't going to help, at least get out of the way of the people who are trying to do the right thing. Uh, he, he, should, he said he, they should allow people. Did he did he hear himself? Allow people to do to do basically what they want to do. Do the they, right thing. What they think is the what right thing. What they think thing. is the right thing. You should allow people to do that. Is he allowing people in the federal government who don't want to get vaccinated to yeah. do the right thing for yeah. themselves? Not not one reporter. Is he allowing contractors that. who are no. contracting with the federal government to no. do the right thing for themselves? No, military? No, they they've got a view of the right thing. And you're going to come along quietly. They, that's exactly right. Come this to your house, we're going to put you in a car. Put you in a car. <laughs> you can get vaccinated with the fishes. We're going to make you do but, the right but, thing. But yeah. here, here's the thing: is um, deaths per million. That I think the top five states in deaths per million. Um, number one is New Jersey. Okay. Number two is New York, and then Massachusetts is in there somewhere, but I think they're all kind of northeastern states, Highest basically. Deaths per, deaths per million. Deaths per million. And how, coronavirus deaths per million. Remember when we talked to Dr. Cole at the, on, the, on the COVID special, the yeah, Delta variant Thursday, special, yep. whatever, on Thursday? Um, he pointed out that we have a case-demic. Yeah, yep, that's yep, right. Yep. case-demic, meaning yep. when we, we've been testing people like out the wazoo, and mm-hmm. we have... Um, and the PCR test is good for certain things, right? But people can you can get positives for all kinds of reasons, yep. and it doesn't mean you have the disease, right? It doesn't mean you're contagious, right? It, what, you know, it, having cases, I mean, it doesn't te- that doesn't tell us anything. You right. you really need to go and listen to that show because yep. what I realized was the same way that an atheist can look at creation and want to push against the truth that God made it. And create and, a certain and, narrative and out of it. create a certain narrative right, around right. and create a whole yep. false story around that. Yep. That's exactly what they're doing the same way versus looking and saying, oh, God made this. Right. It was made by our creator, and and that's how it came right. to be. Yep. Well, anyways, I'm glad the Florida governor is not Russell Moore right now. Ooh. Joe Biden suggests that if you don't do lockdown policies, then you should, quote, get out of the way. But let me tell you this. If you're coming after the rights of parents in Florida, I'm standing in your way. I'm not going to let you get away with it. Geopology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're trying to deny kids a proper in-person education, I'm going to stand in your way, and I'm going to stand up for the kids in Florida. If you're trying to restrict people, 
impose mandates, if you're trying to ruin their jobs and their livelihoods and their small business, if you are trying to lock people down, I am standing in your way mm. and I'm standing for the people of Florida. So why don't you do your job? Why don't you get this border secure? And until you do that, I don't want to hear a blip about COVID from you. <laughs> I feel God right there. <laughs> Is that like a Baptist curse? Yeah. <laughs> a blip. I don't yeah. want to hear a yeah, blip. That's right. It's like, I you blip know. you. <laughs> you know, and I appreciate what he's I think that was a great example of interposition, how it's supposed yeah. to work. Huge, huge is. amen. I'm standing your way. But. There's a but there. There is. Okay. I, got, I got a couple buts. Okay. Um, one is, who's standing in uh, Ron DeSantis' way for their public education? He's like, you know, he's standing in Biden's way so the kids can go to public school. But why are all these parents sending their kids to Ron DeSantis's public schools, why is why is Ron DeSantis public education destroying kids? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, people don't have to though. I mean, there, there's there's I mean, they, but parent, parents, parents need free. to be standing in their way. Yeah, yeah. The, I see what you're saying. That's a you good know? point. Yeah. My thought though too is that I, while I appreciate everything that Ron DeSantis is doing, he is killing out there. Whatever for whatever reason, however his motivations are, he wants to be president, vice president. I I, I don't care. I appreciate what he's sure, doing. Sure. But I Maybe also he wants to be the head of the CDC. <laughs> Apparently well, that's where all the power is right that, now. Right uh-huh. now, yeah. Unelected wow. official. But I also want to say as a person who's standing in the way interposing, you should you need to interpose for freedom. Right. So that a company can choose to make their own decisions and not have you create mandates that force them not to be right. Choose to be vaccinated. Apparently, we have to keep going over this because we keep getting questions. Oh, man. I I have no problem with a governor saying there will be no mandates in our state. Yeah. No mandates. Meaning like a a statewide, citywide, countywide mandates. Yep. Feel for, they should fight for that, yeah, fight absolutely. against that. No, no mandates, no lockdowns, and so on. But that's not the same thing as telling a, 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 a private business how they have to run their private business. You can't fight tyranny with tyranny. That's mm-hmm. the point because you're just being tyrannical. So then, let me the ask: the problem them, with tyranny isn't who's in charge, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so, and so, just the point is that we we've, we've been trying to press on this whole issue is that just because the conservative points his gun at the bad guy doesn't mean he's doing good. Right. I mean, it's it's right. just you know he if you can exercise power tyrannically over um, jurisdictions that are not yours, right. and you and in like and there's a short term gain maybe the liberals don't get their their way, right. but the but the long term is the next guy in that seat of power says there's long precedent for me to tell you how to run your business. Right. We've been doing that well, for too long. And the long term gain yeah. is that you're doing the same thing that the de- Democrats is, are this doing. This is exactly why people don't understand this. this is the same thing with critical race theory and this whole problem that we have with that is that they're using force power whatever it is to get and accomplish what they want and people are like you can't do that. And then you look back over here and it's like but we've kind of been operating like that for a long time. So <laughs> and, and, and if we don't like this then you can't like that. If you right. don't like critical race theory in your schools, which Florida is really pushing against, right. mm-hmm. then get evolution out too. And how about right. a whole government system of education yeah. Yeah. that controls if, right. if your school teaches Darwinian um, evolution, yep. if, it, if it teaches evolution, You're it done. already teaches critical race theory. Right. right. 
That yeah. right. that is the origins of CRT. Right. Don't 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 tell me you don't want CRT, but then say it's fine to tell them that the way you got here is might makes right. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and the survival of the fittest. That's all CRT is, just fleshed out a little bit more, in more detail. Well, and in this last year, you know, the Constitution hasn't really mattered. Right. It hasn't mattered for decades. Last for year, only but twelve this, months. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but before that, yeah. we were doing great. Yeah. But yeah. I, I'm just if glad only we could get back to the '60s. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I'm cool. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just cool. glad they're just starting to articulate this out loud. The answer is twofold. One, I've sought out constitutional scholars. Oh. To determine what is the best I thought they were possibility <laughs> that would come from executive action or the CDC's judgment. What could they do that was most likely to pass muster? Constitutionally, hit pause real quick because I, I want to talk about this yeah, real quick. Yeah, yeah. The, so here's uh, the deal: this is the constitutional scholarship. What, yeah, thank you. So what what just happened here is yep. we got to talk about the moratorium, right? There was a moratorium on evictions, right. and the it was CDC con- moratorium. Yes, which and the CDC has no constitutional authority, which to the do Supreme it. Court yeah. ruled that they couldn't do it. Right. Yep. Um, and so it came to an end, mm-hmm. and you had the Cory Bush was leading this whole push, and the squad sleeping on the steps. Right. Uh, AOC was out there and put pressure on Pelosi to say, hey, we need to do something, which is actually, believe it or not, they're right. The legislator should be the ones to come up with laws, believe it or not. (laughs) Not the CDC. And and Pelosi said, we can't do anything. Why didn't the CDC do something? Well, unelected official to do it. That pressure got put eventually on Trump. I'm pretty sure Nancy Pelosi is putting that, not Trump, Trump? Biden. You still think he's president too? You know what? (laughs) I know. Too much QAnon stuff. Sorry, my bad. And so Biden now has taken that yep. and decided to put pressure on the CDC and yep. gave him a little call and was like I need you to do me a favor <laughs> and the CDC decides to do him a favor and right. Right. come out anyway so that's they what said, Bi- I, I believe in America <laughs> and so Biden is explaining right here why it is um, the CDC that, is, is renewing this moratorium and so the question is against do you the think, Supreme Court do, yeah do you think it's going to hold up in court that's yep. the question that was asked says that it's not likely to pass constitutional muster <laughs> number one Okay. Number one. But there are Again. several key scholars key. who think that it may Andrews and it's Cuomo. worth the effort. But the present, you could not, the courts already ruled on the present eviction moratorium. So I think what you're going to see, and I, look, I want to make it clear. Please. I told you I would not tell the Justice Department or the medical experts or scientists what they should say or do. Oh, so I don't want to get ahead. The CDC has to make this. I asked the CDC to go back. <laughs> I want to tell them. Other Just options go back and look that may be available. Yeah. You're going to hear from them what those other options are. I have been informed they're about to make a judgment as to potential other options. Whether that option will pass constitutional measure with this administration, I can't tell you. I don't know. There are a few scholars who say it will and others who say it's not likely to. But at a minimum, by the time it gets litigated, it will probably give some additional time while we're getting that $45 billion out to people who are, in fact, behind in the rent and don't have the money. Oh. So, 
Oh. That it has this and this is very important. This is not a new way that they've been operating. Right. It didn't really matter if it was constitutional or not. The majority of people, this is how they've been reading the science, folks. The majority of people told him, hey, this is not probably going to pass constitutional muster. And he knows that and Mm -hmm. still decided to go on and have the CDC bring out an Mm -hmm. extension of the moratorium, even though they had all the facts in front of them that outweighed. And he said, you know what? This is going to buy us time. Is that how we do law now is, hey, it'll buy us time. It is. Especially this apparently, last year. Apparently. And like no, all the COVID regulations this last year, the shutdown and everything, was all kind of under that um, umbrella. There's not a lot they of They shut t- down their state, and they didn't have constitutional backing for it. Yeah. Um, you know, they. I got arrested. They didn't have constitutional backing for it. Right. Uh, you know, uh, By the time bars and, litigated, bars and restaurants. And, I mean, they've been doing this, this play this whole last year. Yeah. I, I, this is, I think we should do this with abortion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't care about Roe versus Wade. Except we would have yeah. the foundation, the back and forth to protect life. You know, Roe versus Wade was old, the old way. Yeah, and now we're doing this the new way. I, I think we're missing our opportunity to flip over tables. We got some more content, more stuff yeah. coming up with Cross Politics. Maybe we'll talk about when the time is to flip over a few tables next on Cross Politics. We're gonna talk to Jason about what he's doing. Oh, cancel culture is real. Cross Politics is on the front lines of this battle with the goal of creating a Christian television network and platform where we can't be canceled and where content creators will have the freedom to glorify God. Our goal is to create a space for like-minded businesses to thrive on this platform and to reach an audience that will not only buy your products and services, but also support your business when the heat of cancel culture comes your way. We want our platform to help you create an anti-fragile business as we bring together Christians from all over the world to tune in. With millions of downloads a year, access to DirecTV, Xfinity, and social media outlets, we are excited to partner with you. So, if you own a business and believe in this vision, then you need to call me. I'm Garrison Hardy, and I am the business development rep at CrossPolitik and the Fight, Laugh, Beast Network. We are looking for businesses, large or small, that not only have great products and services, but also understand that the cultural battle that is impacting the business climate here and now. I have a background in marketing, and I'd love to help you advertise your business on CrossPolitik. Give me a call at 208-792-1290 or email me at garrison at fightlaughbeast.com. So in 2016, we found out that our youngest son, Asher, had cancer. And I will just never forget crying in the lobby of the hospital on the phone with the Samaritan Ministries person on the other end who was, you know, who ended the call saying, let's just pray about this. When it does hit you and you really wonder what's going to happen, it worked. It continues to be affordable, it works, and it pays the bills. There we go. Much better. Much better. This is how I learned how to break. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Is that how you do it? Was that math? Was that math and hip hop? <laughs> Welcome back to Cross Politics. And I have to once again apologize for the way that we began this segment. Okay, yes, it is. Welcome back to Cross Politics. I'm excited to let you know about our new partnership with Dime Payments. I like those guys. Dime yeah. Payments is Good a Christian-owned processing payment business. Every good? business needs a payment yep. process system 
Go to dimepayments.com forward slash FLF and sign your business up. Working with them supports us. And they won't cancel you nope. like Stripe canceled President Trump. They won't cancel you like MailChimp canceled the Babylon Bee. That's true. Check them out. Mm-hmm. At least have a phone call. Tell them that CrossPolitik sent you. Go to dimepayments.com forward slash FLF. You know, and actually, if you're not ever going to use one of the sponsors, that's totally fine. But you know what's really helpful? Hey, Thank you so much for supporting Cross Politics. Sure, uh, yeah. Appreciate. It. I mean, yeah. seriously, and, and Christian companies. I mean, you know? yes, yes, yeah, seriously. Because when you're fleeing because you don't want to get your vaccine shot, you'll be looking for a job, <laughs> and you're going to want them to exist somewhere out there. Yeah, <laughs> right. All right. So, so the Biden administration obviously doesn't really care about the Constitution to kind of get their way. Constitution with the, with Constitution. the CDC moratorium. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. And and does I mean freedom? What is what is freedom? Freedom is bunk. Freedom is bunk. I think we got that coming. <laughs> yes, we need to help people understand that this freedom argument is, is, is bunk. I mean, at the end of the day, we are losing freedoms because people are unvaccinated. And I don't want to shame anyone who has questions because every day I talk to people. I've talked to at least five people today who had questions and helped them get their questions answered and move them towards vaccinations. But people need to understand the real consequences and the consequences are, as I said last week, more mitigation. And as I'm telling you this week, I'm predicting closures in the future because we are not going to be able to rein this variant back in uh, before we get enough spread that's going to start causing closures again. And so I don't want my kids to have to go through another year of virtual school. They're your kids. I don't want our hospitals to be overwhelmed and for them to be shut down for elective surgeries like we saw last year. Our freedoms are being impinged upon because we have far too many people unvaccinated. He's insane. If he was talking, so just, just all of a sudden I had this like little flash as he was talking. I'm thinking like, if he was talking like this during slavery, oh my, freedom goodness. is bunk. Yeah, he, he's talking to fellow slaves, and he's saying to them, "Look, you have to do what master says." Yeah, and then you'll be okay. You, what real freedom wow. is yeah, is not right. bucking against what your master that's right. says. That's right. Do what master says. The argument for freedom is bunk. Yeah, that's basically what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. So he's saying, "Hey, you don't want to. You don't have to get a shorter chain, <laughs> right? You, we get this long chain right now, right. and if you try to resist it, you might end up with a shorter chain. Right. Right. What yeah. we have right now is freedom. Right. Look at this long chain. There's not, there's not yeah. real freedom out there." That's what, I mean, that's, that's what he's saying, right? And then at the end of it, he uses it like, it, like they'll give it back to right. us. Yeah, right. Guys. Yeah, yeah, we might get a longer chain right. later like, on. Like, there's a name for guys like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, this is, this is really embarrassing because, you know, something that CNN is, like, they, they are so big on the racial stuff. Right. And for them to hear this idea of freedom and for him to correlate it with, um, the government giving you options to to mm. do things in the world. <laughs> this it, could you imagine if Trump had said this? Oh no! I mean, could you imagine if Trump had said this at a rally somewhere in the South after Charleston? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, Nuclear. the freedom to take down statues is bunk. Yeah. Ah! Right. Right. You know, like, this is amazing, and it's and it's passing for mustard right now. And but remember, and remember to just a little note on what he said in there, like. Okay, like we closed down hospitals before. Right. Because, look, the hospitals were not overrun. They weren't. They were That's not. Right. We, we, end, we didn't do elective surgeries. We didn't do all these secondary things. And we didn't have to stop doing them. 
We had we, ships. We chose to do that. <laughs> Hospitals were not overrun. Tons of tents. Our tents sat out there empty for six yep. six months here yeah, in our in, town. In New York had ships out there yeah. waiting empty. to serve people. Yeah. Empty. empty. You remember the, one of the number one industries that lost the most jobs during the shutdown was the healthcare industry. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it was one of the top industries. We, we shot ourselves uh-huh. in both feet. Yep. Yeah, we did. And he says... You know, obey them quick because otherwise they might have to shoot us in the foot again. Yeah, right. this mm-hmm. and is I, crazy. This is when you, we've been talking a lot about this. It's been happening uh, across Christian cultures, but we need to get back to this creator and creature setup. What he's talking about: freedoms don't come from your government. Right. Freedoms don't come from man. Right. God is the one who establishes right. those freedoms. Right. He's the one who establishes. Directly. Yes, and then men are supposed to submit to that, right. and government is supposed to protect yep. it. Mm-hmm. Right. Not say, and so when we get those two mixed up, what we start doing is making government God. Right. They're the ones that says this is what the new design of what right. freedom looks like, which is always slavery, and it's that, that, and, 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 and like, does it any other way. That's exactly right. I don't but, think. Go ahead, Jason. But you know, Augustine talks about the libido dominandi that people that are slaves inside end up slaves outside as well right. Mm-hmm. Right. and that the way out is actually um, to become to be freed from the the shackles of our own libido so, our own desires for evil right right so we're we're actually getting a government externally that looks like the government that we've had of our own souls mm-hmm. right for well, a long time and, and toby toby brought this up at our, our last rally in south dakota where we have tyrants in our own heart that we have to defeat. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you don't f- defeat the tyrants in your own heart, you get tyrants outside. You get right. tyrants ruling exactly. us, and that's, that's what we have right now. You know, the, the Boston mayor, though, you know, <laughs> she actually at least, she's trying to think in a straight line, yep. which I think is going to get her in trouble. There's a long history in this country of people needing to show their papers. The mayor then references slavery, former President Trump, and birtherism. During slavery, post-slavery, uh, as recent as, you know, what the immigrant population has to go through here. Uh, we heard Trump with the birth certificate nonsense. Here, we want to make sure that we are not doing anything that would further create a barrier for residents. We want to make sure that we are giving every opportunity for folks to get vaccinated. Uh, when it comes to what uh, businesses may choose to do, uh, we know that those types of things are difficult to enforce when it comes to vaccine. Now, tonight, mayoral candidate Andrea Campbell tweeting this kind of rhetoric is dangerous. Showing proof of vaccination is not slavery or birtherism. And candidate Michelle Wu saying anyone in a position of leadership should be using that position to build trust in vaccines. Tonight, Mayor Janie putting out a statement clarifying there will be no mandates when it comes to certain business sectors. First, Mayor Janie, a lot of respect for you. That was a bold move. Yeah, and I, yeah. you know, I don't know all of your politics, but that I think you have, you're dead on with that. And I'd love to be able to talk to you if you ever want to come on here and talk about that particular topic because I think you're right about it. The other thing is, my wife said something. She's like, how is it that, that what Janie said is controversial? Right. But what Bill de Blasio did in New York isn't. Right. Forcing he, restaurants. 
You have he, to only serve the vaccinated. Yeah. Right. This is the key to the city. Yep. Right. You cannot do anything in this city. You cannot have fun. You cannot live like a New Yorker unless you've got this vaccine, vaccine. Pr- proof of vaccine. We are the people who are in the desert with Jesus and saying, you know, it was so much better back there with Pharaoh. You know, we didn't have to work for all this stuff. The other thing, too, is the uh, candidate, the last candidate there who's running for mayor says that she needs to make sure that she encourages people have trust, have trust in the vaccine. Yeah. She had no problem doing that. She said that. Yeah. Well, she didn't trust right. was the history that the government has with requiring papers for yep. people. Right. I hope Boston folks can see that and say, wait a second, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. there's right. one where you got to, at least but with this, Janie. And this goes back to your point, though, about, you know, authority and power and so forth is we don't, we don't put our, we're not supposed to put our trust in man. Right. If you put your trust in man, in, in the power of man and government and so on, you're always going to be disappointed and you're always going to end up enslaved. Yeah. So we put our trust in God. And God is the one who establishes certain authorities and gives those authorities certain limits. Yeah. That's the only way that you're safe. Otherwise, if you're under the authority of man, they're, they're corrupt. Yeah. It's, it's not trusting vaccines. What, what that's code for is trust your government, trust people, put your trust in man, which absolutely not. I will not do that. that we, it was, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say there's certain Republican leadership this last year that has really kind of woken up. Uh, you know, you've seen it with DeSantis. You've seen it even with Cruz. I yeah. think Cruz is kind of put on a, a different uh, gone to a different level yeah. you know some of that politician yeah you know i've always kind of looked at Cruz. i've liked him but like he always comes off a little slimy to me um a, a little slick. bit but a little slick yeah that's probably a better way to better, better way to put it but um Rand paul i mean this guy particularly bringing has, is bringing the heat but the bottom line is for those who are saying i won't go to a restaurant unless we force everybody to be vaccinated if you're vaccinated you are overwhelmingly safe from hospitalization and death mind your own business bars <laughs> mind bars. your own business mind your own business i mean it's pretty simple you know one of the things when we had um nate on on thursday what he said was so good to me and we didn't even get a chance to really dig any deeper into it but he asked like the question of where are you sacrificing what altar are you sacrificing there's altars all over the place yeah. and what altar are you sacrificing at and i couldn't help but think when we first heard the news of the coronavirus and all that stuff going down, where did you go for help? Did you go and say, what is the government going to do to fix all this stuff? And how are they going? Because the altar that you go to, the sacrifice to, that's the God that you're worshiping. And we don't always see it as clearly in that way. But what, the other thing that I noticed was that the false God made sure it was very clear that our pipeline to the church was cut off. Yeah. They cut off very clearly our pipeline to go to God mm-hmm. and, and have worship there with him, covenant renewal yep. before God in public <laughs> right. to ask him for help. Right. And everybody just took it. Yep. And we didn't even see the play that was being run on us that the enemy is saying, we don't want you to sacrifice at this altar. And that's what I think we've been wanting to communicate this whole time is they don't get to tell us. Where we get the sacrifice to? We worship the true God. He's the one that gives the standard, lays out the, the conditions on which we obey him, and we follow suit regardless of what man says. And here we are again, back in this situation where everybody is wondering, what are we going to do? What's going to happen? Right. What if the government does this? We should have the mindset of, here's what we're not going to do. Yep. <laughs> right? Here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to shut down. Right. Right. You're not going to tell me to put in some of my body I don't want to put in there. You ain't going to do that. Right. I'm going to tell you that right now. Right. What you're not going to do is blaspheme God and act like God. That's what you're not going to do. Right. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. the kind of attitudes that we need to be having. And you would have thought 
we would have repented of saying, okay, you know what? We missed it last time. Right. But what we not going to do is Sil- miss it this time. Silver, hallelujah. <laughs> Gold, hallelujah. <laughs> well, J.D. Greer hadn't really preached a sermon on this, so other so pastors have been able to But this is the thing. This is the thing. It, that, that is freedom. That amen. Okay, the, the, this is we're not talking about something different. We, he didn't change the subject. Like this is yeah. freedom. I mean, mm-hmm. what was it that that Moses demanded of Pharaoh? Let my people go. What? So that they may go serve me at the mountain. Mm. So that they may worship me at the mountain. What did they go out and do at Mount Sinai? God didn't like change his mind. He gives them instructions for how to serve him, how to worship him, and then they, the rest of Exodus that none of the movies like apparently is all about building the tabernacle. It's like mm-hmm. the, like. Not once, but twice. Right. It's almost like it's important or something. Like, uh-huh. like, you know, like God is like wanting to emphasize this. All the instructions for how they're going to meet with God at the center of their camp. Or in the, the wilderness. Here's how you're going to do it. Yep. And then they go do it. Because what? Because that's freedom. Yeah. Because when, when God is at the center, when his altar is at the center, when, you when you're worship building him, his house, that's yep. freedom. Everything that's right. else flows out from that freedom. That that's worship right. is, is freedom. And this goes back to what, what Jason was saying earlier. I mean, the, you don't know what freedom is. Mm-hmm. You're, you're born enslaved. That's what original sin means. That's what mm-hmm. Augustine is talking about. Yep. You're born enslaved to your sin. You're born uh, enslaved to your passions and your lusts. And, and, and you want stuff that kills you. Yeah. What you're hungry for and thirsty for is bad for you, and it crushes you. And so God has to come and give you a new heart with new desires. And then in worshiping him, being turned to him, that's you actually find out what it means to be human, what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman made in his image. And that's real freedom. So you remember last year when... Pastor Gordon uh, came on our show. Kerry Gordon came yes. on our show. Kind of, yes. He kind of pulled a Ron DeSantis for his church. Yeah. And the idea that any member of the government on any Tuesday is going to have more compassion, more love, more concern, or any duty whatsoever to take care of my church is insulting. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my 25th year in the pastorate. I marry them and I bury them. Mm-hmm. And no one cares about my congregation more than I do. Oof. And uh, we have wonderful medical professionals in our own church. We can keep our own counsel. We don't need the tentacles of, of a disruptive, bankrupting, sodomizing, disgusting institution mm-hmm. like what our federal government has become or our state government. Message. The same ones that murder children every single day. They are the last people. That I want advice from. That's wow. Don't forget that. Yeah, they are the last people. I mean, what he's talking about is exactly what Cuomo's talking about. I mean, like that's the that's the creepy sodomizing government he's talking about. They lit up the Empire State Building pink, Pink, celebrating the murder and slaughter of infants, and now they want to protect life. Yeah, don't buy that. Calling it more cross politics coming up next. Makes you want to go to church, doesn't it? (laughs) Especially his. Yeah. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations. Our most precious commodity is time. No one has ever lied on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money. They all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy. Our modern education system steals that legacy, steals that time from our children. That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations we want to give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and glorify God. Visit classicalconversations.com for more information. That's a commercial. This is not. Um, this is not hip hop. No, it's not. This is not helping. I gave me. you guys for some reprieve. This, uh, this is cross faultic freestyle, though. This is just for you, Toby. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know what to do. <laughs> welcome back to Cross Politic. 
This episode is brought to you by club members. Okay, there we go. All right. Great. Yeah, I- hey, um, y'all, we're really grateful. We've had Jason in the studio before. It's been a little while, but, um, you know, he's been here all show. And he's yeah. been, just been dropping bombs. And, dimes. And dimes. 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 Yeah. Like... Like dime, like process, dime processing. processing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's, this is brought to you by. Brought to you by that's dime great. processing. Jason, the dimes of- um, I, I usually have, I like to have a bio for our guests, but um, there's not one on these notes. Well, so his, just his gonna- oldest daughter's now going to New St. Andrews College. That's true. Wow. And she just moved out of just the house. Just moved Woo! out of the house. You're old now. I am officially old. Yeah, yeah. really old. Um, that's got to be weird. To get old? No. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, to have my daughter leave. Yeah. yeah super yeah. weird. I mean, I'm super proud of her. She's doing yeah, amazing. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm also like my baby. Um, <laughs> and you're working with Lore. Lore TV. Yep. And um, and are you directing a show? Uh, show running, uh, writing, and producing. Show writing. Producing. Yeah. Do you call yeah. it running? Show running. Yeah. Show that's, running. That's what the producer on the television show is called. Okay. And, that's um, great. And you guys just filmed a pilot. Just finished filming a pilot, yep. For, for what show? Uh, the show is called The PKs. The PKs. The PKs, the Pastor's yeah. Kids. Pastor's Kids. So oh. it's, a, it's a show about um, the, you know, home life and... I thought it might be Pony Knives. <laughs> pony Knives. <laughs> what? No. The K because is silent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be pretty great. Okay, so that PKs, but the K is silent and knife. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Toby. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. That's sorry. Right. That's right. So the pa- preacher's kids, preacher's, pastor's, preacher's kids. kids. Yeah. Okay. So it's a show about uh, a pastor's family, a multi generational pastor's family okay. um, that is navigating those waters between home life and church life, and using humor to survive living in the fishbowl of ministry. So it's a comedy. It's a comedy. It's a sitcom. Do Christians Ooh. do? Do Christians write sitcoms? No. I'm sorry. They, go, they, go ahead, unfortunately, that it hasn't been. Um, w- w- we haven't been doing that in the past, yeah. but not for Christians. Not I think. Christians, I think a lot yeah. of Christians have been writing in other sitcoms that mm-hmm. have made them really well. Yeah. Um, but, but but maybe not. We like, haven't been writing behind the scenes. No, Jason talks about this a lot, and you can keep going on this. But one of the things he said, you should just talk for him. You no, know what? Do I'll, it. I'll, well, I'll do it. Yeah. Dave, David directed the episode. So, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Have we talked you know. about this? No, we haven't talked to me about no. this. You're the director. Yeah. Yeah, and he killed it. So good. Thank you. But one of the things that was um, that when Jason asked me to do this, one of the things that was really important was that we invited people into, you know, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, the Cosby Show. This is a story all about. I knew we would have yeah. some hip hop on this segment. Like take a minute, minute just sit right there. there. I tell you how I tell you the Prince of Town called Bel Air. All right. Before we have West Philadelphia, wait, wait, wait. We don't want to pay for that. We don't want to pay for all that. We care for it. We go fine. Yeah, but one of the things that a lot of the great shows and even secularism does is that it invites you into their world. The gay pride or stuff like that is huge. Black media and black film are huge with yeah. inviting you to their world, mm-hmm. inviting you into their culture so you can see the beauty of it. Lindell Miranda, he has done that so many times so well. Who's that? Uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Thank yeah. you. I said it wrong. Yeah. Um, Mike he, Lindell Miranda. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Message. My, my pillow? <laughs> no, um, but he what he did. Uh, uh, I can't remember the in the Heights. No, 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 no. Uh, Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. Okay. The way he brought you into Hamilton to to embrace American culture and the beauty of it, no one had did anything like that in a very long time. And so, anyway, what what the world what they have done is they've kind of 
put their culture out there yeah. and they said, this is beautiful. You should embrace right, it. Right. And, and, what, and now they're doing that with really horrific things right. and, and perverse things. Absolutely. And saying, come into my world. It's beautiful. Exactly. And, and what we haven't been doing, we've been spending a lot of time on the Logos side of things, which is really good. We need that. But that is usually at the end of the ethos and the pathos, right? And so we haven't been doing a very good job of showing people the beauty of what's inside of Christian culture. And so what, what the goal was to do was to try and open up and show the beauty of the Christian culture in this sitcom. And one of the things that we talked about that was very important to us and jumping anywhere here yep. um, was covenant. Um, how the covenant was more important than blood. Yeah. I saw I saw a video. Um, was there like some kind of little promo, yeah, promo yeah. that, that yeah. you guys put out? And uh, and show Baraka. Yes. Um, is 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 she like the, the pastor? Yes. Yeah. yeah. In the, in the, so he in plays the, the Reverend Chuck D. Sharp. He's yeah. a fantastic actor. Chucky D. He really is. But yeah, he, really but he said actor. in the in the promo he mentioned covenant. He yeah. said that the, we wanted this to be a central theme. So. Uh, yeah, so it's a, so it's about a multi generational pastor's family, but it's also a multi generational adopted family. So you've got the grandfather's a, a reverend. He has uh, biological and adopted kids. One of his adopted sons is so past the grandfather's played by Mike James, hilarious comedian, comedian yeah. out okay. of Arizona, okay. a white guy. He has a black son okay. who's played by Show, okay. who is then also a pastor. Okay. Grandfather's a Baptist pastor. His son becomes a Presbyterian pastor, and then he, they have I like how you did made show be the Presbyterian yeah. pastor. Huh? That's good. But then they did he have, baptize any babies on set? <laughs> give us a, give <laughs> a couple episodes. <laughs> hey, he's going to be really acting when he does that. <laughs> he said he's a good actor. <laughs> he was a fantastic actor. I yeah. mean, I was hoping that he would be a great actor, and then he came on, and I was blown away. Yeah, yeah, he was a okay. really great Absolutely. actor. And then he has uh, adopted children, biological children, and adopted children himself. Okay, uh, that are of he's got. Black children, white children, Native American—you know the whole gambit in the family. Okay. And one of because one of the themes we wanted to hit is the defining thing about who we are is not our biology, right? It's our covenant relationship with God, right. with, And with God's people, and with our families. So, um, so that's a big part of it. So, you know, the it, the twins um, in the show are different races. They have the same birthday, and so they're like, well, of course we're twins, yeah, because we're brothers that have the same birthday that's what a twin is right and so <laughs> yeah. um you know so there's a lot there's a lot of kind of running gags like that that are fun and enjoyable but also have that deeper meaning that the the point is that who who we are is defined by our relationship to god and then the relationships that God calls mm -hmm. are important the covenant relationships in our lives and it's funny how we've gotten away from some of the basics on that like, you know, I, I've, I've been, we talked a little bit about this with the, um, um, who was it on here? Um, Gonzati. Um, Blaine, Blaine, Blaine Kanzati. Blaine Kanzati. We were talking about that a little bit. And one of the things I've seen in Christendom, regardless of where it is, abortion, race, all this stuff, everybody's forgetting that's family, yo. Yep. Like, like, I don't care what the situation is. There's this, man, mobsters get this stuff. Yeah. You don't. 
you don't split on the family, right? Like that, like we can have our inside fights and all that stuff is cool. But when it comes down to it, this is family, right? And so we'll chastise each other. We'll do this rightly. But when it comes down to it, you don't just run off because you like the other team playing a little better. There is a there is a covenant that you're tied to. You know, Pastor Kerry Gordon was embodying that yes. in the last segment when he says, "No one cares for my people." Like I do, yeah. right? Um, that that was that was love talking. That was yes, covenant. Yes, talking. That's there. right. Um, That's right. He, he's he's saying these are these are my people. We care. We we have our own. We keep our own counsel. Right. Not not out of not out of sort of an individualist or yep. we're right. an island kind of right. thing, but saying no, we are a family. Yeah, you know, we take care of ourselves. Right. Yeah, and that was the one thing too with like show. I didn't know if show was going to do it. Like we, that was who we thought of was like this would be perfect. Yeah, and there was a couple reasons why it would be perfect. First of all, he's really talented. Um, he should be doing a lot more acting. Honestly, yeah, he's really good at it. Um, but also, we know that we share differences. And one of the things that we have been talking about a lot and we've seen in our culture with ethnic Gnosticism and just Gnosticism so permeated everywhere is that some of this stuff doesn't get worked out being separate from each other. Yeah. Our relationship to each other and some of the problems that we see in the conversations we're having aren't arguments that we can just have online. We need to be in person working these things out in relationship. And, you know, show and I. And I, I think surprisingly, we agree a lot more than we disagree. But. We share different um, political, some theological theological positionings, and yet we wanted to be able to work together and let those two things collide and let sanctification mm-hmm. start happening there and st- the real conversations that we need to be having. And so it was a it was a blast to yeah. see what we wanted to create in the show actually happening in relationship on the set. On the the set. And yeah. so that kind of stuff bled through, I believe, all the way to the screen. Okay. Yeah. So, but but your show is titled PK. Yep. Pastors' kids. Pastors' kids. Not ponies. Is there any pastors sleeping around with gay hookers? I mean, what's going on here? Because the, <laughs> the name, the name pastor kid, has all sorts of variations right. yeah. and connotations with me. So we have. Uh, I'm, so I'm, I'm sitting right here. I mean, I'm, no, I'm not I'm talking. Like, I mean, I'm like to be clear, yeah. I'm not talking about Toby. Yeah. Right. Just, just no. Sure. Yeah. No gay hookers. Toby's. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> what what we have uh, what we're aiming at is a family that is um that's functioning well mm-hmm. um but the drama is real right just mm-hmm. like a real family you know the, the drama's real and folks struggle but it's not uh i mean it's a pg sitcom that mm-hmm. is aimed at the kind of thing that families will enjoy sitting down and watching together and the um, you're being invited in to see the church. I mean, you mentioned the Fresh Prince and the Cosby Show. There was also Family Matters. Yeah. You know, one of the things that um, the 80s and the 90s uh, did was open up uh, black culture through sitcoms to people because they loved their own culture. Mm. And they said, hey, we want you guys to come in and, and see this because we'll think we think you'll like it too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't get... Black Lives Matter. You don't get any of that without the Cosby Show, without Family Matters, without uh, without the Fresh Prince, uh, because people, uh, you know, people in the middle of North Idaho can sing the the theme song to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, right? Right. We right. we uh, I was in Texas <laughs> when I learned that, but we we can say North Idaho. We we can look at um, we. The Fresh Prince said, hey, you know what we love? We love our own people. We love our culture, and we want you to see it. And yeah. so they invited everybody in. Mm-hmm. We're trying to do the same thing with PKs with the church. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when I was pastoring down in Santa Cruz, uh, I, there was a, a park next door to our church, and uh, every Tuesday was evangelism day. And so I would sit my chair out at the church looking at the park, and any mail that walked into the park, God sent me. Right? Mm-hmm. So walk over and say, hey, nice to meet you. I'm the pastor of the church right here. Uh, what's your name? You know, and yeah. the number of times um, the questions would be, uh, so are you guys Fox News Christians? I'd say, yeah. explain to me what that means. I don't watch Fox News, so I'm unaware of what that means. <laughs> He's like, uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, he'd tell me what a Fox News Christian was in his mind. But that was his introduction to Christianity was Fox News. Or, oh, wow. uh, so uh, That's too bad. That's yeah, why we're right. doing what we're doing here. Right. Right. Positive, so though. They yeah. have no yeah. – and but we have apologized for uh, the church instead of saying, hey – Come on in. We had this older gentleman, this wonderful guy in our church that would stand out in front for about a half an hour before church started, and anybody that walked past, invite them in. Hey, come on in. Church is about to start. Come on in. And he would just walk over and he'd say, hey, church is starting. Come on in. Yeah. And he would just pull people in. Um, and, Highways and hedges. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. And uh, and he, you know, he was... 80 year old grandfather and so, so he could had get away with yes. stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, all right grandpa people would be out walking their dog and they'd literally just walk their dog through the front door of the church and pull their dog <laughs> into their lap and sit through church it was amazing uh, but he but but he loved he loved his church he loved his people enough to say you're gonna love this come on in and we yeah. had folks coming to the lord through his invitational ministry which literally was just that 30 minutes before church so um but that's what it looks like to love your own people is to say, hey, we we love it here. You would too. Come on in. You got to see it. We're trying to do that with the church without sugarcoating it. You know, yep. you, you still got um, you know, the, the deacon that gives all the grief to the pastor and you've got uh, the youth pastor that can't quite figure out what he's supposed to be doing played by chris wineland he's hilarious he, he killed so, that oh my role. gosh because he used to be a youth pastor yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was yeah. just in this role of himself i'm not acting like this is real <laughs> so to just say like no we we love our people and we got crazy uncles yeah but they're uncles and they're crazy right. and we love them yeah. so to really um to try and open up the doors of the church and uh, have the real drama of the church, but take a, a comedic posture towards the drama. That isn't poking necessarily at it in a way that isn't beautiful. There's sometimes we can just poke like those crazy folks. Over. It's, that's, that's, no, it's to say, no, that's my uncle. Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah it is yeah. your uncle. Yeah, it is. And I look <laughs> he at crazy. crazy. <laughs> you know, I, I, that's exactly. Cr- cringe smile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> September 9th through 11th, we're going to be out in Lebanon, Tennessee, we're going to have a talk, yep. uh, sexual narcissism and Christian humanism, right? Just, just, we've talked a little bit about this. I'm going to put you on the Wait, spot. Christian humanism? Christian humanism, right. yeah. I, humanism is bad. Yeah, right. I, I want you to kind of. <laughs> I'm glad we're having this conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh. beforehand. Right. <laughs> so Christian humanism is, a, is an older uh, way of talking about, um, well, there's a, a number of parts to it. But one part of it, so this is a lot of the. The, the soil that the Reformation grew in, right? the, the, pl- the plant that, is, that was the Reformation grew in the soil of Christian humanism. And some of the doctrinal distinctives were that it's good to be human, right? that being made a human is a blessing. 
that God gave us. Uh, and because we're made in the image of God, anytime we meet another human, there's this opportunity, whether it's in writing or in person, there's an opportunity to learn something about God. Learning something about yourself because you're made in the image of God is also an opportunity to learn about God when it's all seen in the proper relationship uh, and of his creation, uh, of his mm-hmm. creation. Mm-hmm. and th- when Jesus is the the uh, the point that holds all things together, like it talks about in Colossians, that being a human is a good thing, and that Jesus came to restore us to our humanity. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. th- that uh, that. Growth in maturity is becoming more and more human, right? That mm-hmm. and that uh, that Jesus became a man um, and went through all of the stages of life that a human being goes through, and that is um, what he took to the cross with him, so that everything about being a human can be restored. Amen. So that's a that that doctrine of Christian humanism usually. All you hear when you start talking about Christian humanism is they say, well, Ad Fontes was a part of the the sources. Back to the sources. And that was was there because, like Calvin says, um, even the pagan poets were put there for God's people to enjoy so that we could learn more about God because they're made in the image of God. So that that there is um, an embrace of what it is to be created – and what it is to then be placed in what Calvin calls the theater of God's glory, uh, that this whole world is a stage on which we as human beings are put in order to glorify God, that that's all, that's all good. And, mm-hmm. and um, the Reformation grew up in the midst of that uh, soil, mm-hmm. and um, but we have tried to sort of pick the Reformation up and replant it in a different soil, and it changed the color of a lot of our... So, flowers. so normally when I think of humanism, <laughs> if was, they grow at all, I think that's the worst of our problems. Yep. <laughs> so normally when I think of I humanism, think is, but yeah. I think of uh, you know humans humanism, are inherently yeah. good. Um, you know when I think of kind of yep. you know yeah. worldly humanism, right? Um, and so, but you, when you say Christian humanism, I mean then I guess this is kind of how the world operates. They have they grab some something that's kind of right. And they twist yeah. it into something that's an absolute lie. Yeah, so secular um, humanism took what was ours. God's creation is good. God's creation is good. It's good to be a human being. Right. And the maturation of the human race is one of the reasons we're the here. The sanctification of sanctification, the human race. Sanctification, yeah. And, the, and the, what we are talking maturity. about is that, that Christian humanism is that we are inherently good. What we're saying right. is God's creation is good, but not... Right. In ourselves, we're inherently right. good. Not, yeah, that, that we are sinners that need mm-hmm. to be redeemed, but the problem is not being a human being. Mm-hmm. The problem is the way we have used our humanity. The problem is not that we are humans. And you see uh, often that when we start talking about salvation, we talk about being saved from my body, being rescued from the difficulties of life, you know, being we have, we have a whole kind of eschatology on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, I mean, cause here's the deal. We weren't created to go to heaven. That is not why God made us. Um, heaven. And that's it. We only, <laughs> we only go to heaven because something went wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're created to live as human beings 
and on we, this created on, earth, on this created earth, yeah. and we will. So heaven is a waiting room, while we wait around for the restoration mm-hmm. uh, uh, of the God's original intention, which is the resurrection. The number of times I've talked to people and started explaining to them the resurrection, and they say, "Oh my gosh, where did you get that?" And you're like, "Well, I mean, it's literally in the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed. That was a central, important doctrine. Mm-hmm. It's been completely lost, and so instead we think." I'm here to go to heaven when I die. You think, well, you know, you never would have even gone to heaven when you died if it weren't for your sin. So the, that yeah. – it's funny. So, so the meek was, are going to inherit the earth. You know, this exactly. Is, this is a sermon – you preached a sermon was about three weeks ago now where you talked about the restoration so. of the earth. Yeah. And you were talking about like the, the new heavens and the new earth is, is going to be here. Right? That's, yeah. It's going to be tangible. The whole right. transformation, the, we've missed all of the beauty that happens. Can, can you just kind of recap some of that? You remember any of it? Yeah, well, I was, I was just keying off of the language in Second Corinthians where it says that anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. Right. And I just, I just wanted to, I wanted to sort of push in two directions. One is, I, I just wanted, you know, our community is is heavily, you know, post millennial and gets a lot of the sort of optimistic eschatology that the kingdom is coming and so on. So one of the directions I wanted to push is, don't forget though that that begins in every human heart. That's yeah. right. It begins inside. Yeah. Um, we we don't want to. We're, we're not Gnostics, so we don't leave it inside. Right. Um, but don't forget that it begins inside. And so yeah. I wanted to emphasize that for our people in particular in our community that gets a heavy doses yes. of what you might call Christian humanism um, and and the and an optimistic eschatology. But remember, the new creation begins in here. Yeah. You have to be a new creature, mm-hmm. and that is heaven beginning inside of you now. Mm-hmm. And and you can't work for what God is doing in this world if you don't already have it inside you now, which is Christ in you, well, the Holy man. Spirit in you, heaven in you. It's actually the new creation. Yeah. It's begun inside you. Right. Well, and what you're pushing back against is like the predominating view right now is that we are born, we're sinners, we need to be saved, we get saved, we go to heaven, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Like we like our life stops in heaven, but what, right. what Scripture actually teaches is that we're going to inherit the earth. Yeah. So we're going to spend actually all eternity right. with with the, the, the gates open, with the ladder there between heaven and earth, actually living our lives right. here out on this planet and if you have and if you so for eternity right so and, and it's it's a real misunderstanding if you if you if you say okay yes we get saved and then we just go to heaven you don't understand what you got like you you don't understand right. it. like it's exactly. kind of a gnostic but, view a little yeah. bit we go to heaven That's we, right. we kind of lose our bodies but if a new creation has begun in you Right. Then what is God doing in this world? He's right. recreating the he's heavens. He's recreating the heavens and the earth. It's right. the new heavens, it's the new earth. That's right. And that's what we, he's begun in you is what he's working out in history, in yeah. time. Seven, and we and so my my oldest daughter who's now off to college when she was do you feel seven old? or so. <laughs> yeah, I do. I feel old, thank you. And I'm I'm loving it. And my oldest daughter though, she's about seven years old. We and you know, we got goldfish for to learn how to be responsible and right you know, and uh, goldfish died be like Noah right goldfish the first died. day in her dorm room <laughs> no, no this is when she was seven oh, okay right? and so we take it in we do the first goldfish down the toilet flush and my daughter's standing there and she says dad in the resurrection is the goldfish going to swim back up the toilet <laughs> Right, right. right. Uh-huh. And a, I said, "That's a glorious question." Most likely, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to be really surprised <laughs> in the resurrection. It's going to be a very different but, kind of toilet, right? But, yeah. <laughs> but but that's that's exactly the right gold question. toilet. God is going to put all things right, 
right? Yeah. And including the death of her goldfish, right. and, um, because that's that's not that's not something good. That's something that's a grief. And so, um, so that's exactly the right question. How? What are what are the mechanics of God putting things right? Yeah. But the reason right. it's the right question is because that's also the question that we're supposed to begin asking now, mm. so that we can use our hands Start that way. Start living that way. Right? That's so exactly right. we, we yep. bring that that future in which God has put all things right by faith into the present mm-hmm. by how we act now. And right. so right. that's, because a, that's the, what we do. And this is because the the death and resurrection is tangible. It's it's it, real. It, it right? is. Yep. It, and when we rise again from the dead, you know, and, and God recreates the heavens and new earth, he's not recreating the earth in such a way where it disappears and it's gone. Right. You right. know, the house you're living in now, you know, Lord willing, will be the house that you receive when we can inherit the earth. The trees that you planted now, like yeah. what you're doing here on earth matters for all eternity. Right. I mean, unless there's The trees you plant. The trees, the, yeah. The grass you cut, it like it, it all that, matters for all yeah, eternity. This world, these atoms, these molecules, exactly. will be glorified. Uh, it, in uh, in First Corinthians fifteen, when Paul's talking about the resurrection, mm-hmm. um, he he's he says so there's several things there. I mean, you just talked about fish and the resurrection, and you know, a bunch of people are like, "What? Yeah, what are you what talking you about?" <laughs> yeah. and, and, and but Paul says Birds. in First Corinthians fifteen mm-hmm. that there are that our bodies are like seeds, yeah. mm-hmm. and different things that God made. Is different seed. So he says, "There's one seed for birds. There's one seed for animals. You know, there's one seed for fish, and there's one seed for human beings." That's where we get that idea: is that right. it's all seed going into the ground. Our bodies are seed going into the ground. It's going to come out, and our glorified bodies are going to be the fruit of of that. That's the resurrection. But at the end of First Corinthians 15, he says, um, "Therefore, um, do not lose heart." Yeah. Right. Um, he, he says he says that um, um, what you're doing now um, it, it it matters. Yep. Forever, and um, he describes it in terms of the way you use you, the members of your body. Right, right. The way you use your hands matters now because you're either using them in a way, in a in a posture, and in a shape that is analogous, or mm. is in the, the same posture that you're going to be using then, in which those things will last forever, or you're not, and it's things that burn up. The uh, thing, the thing to keep in mind in all this, no, go sorry, ahead, go ahead. is is that we still haven't changed subject from the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're still talking about what it means to be free. free. Mm-hmm. This is freedom. Yeah. Right? Freedom is being who God made you to be. He he is the great giver. He is the maker. He is the creator. He is Shakespeare. He you know, he is Mozart. He is the one who created the stage for us to act on um, and display his glory. That's that's how you that's what freedom is. And so yeah. you're as you lean in towards the resurrection, being the man that God made you to be, the woman that God made you to be, using the gifts that God gave you, and you you begin by faith enacting parts of that resurrection even now, that new creation even now. That is freedom. But you can't be that free man or that free woman unless Christ is at the center, unless yeah. worship is at the center, that's unless right. unless what's happened inside you is freedom. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that that new creation is absolute freedom, and that's how you know what freedom is. Otherwise, you're like the the Surgeon General saying all this freedom talk is bunk. Right. You're like the the slave to the fellow slave that's saying right. there, there's no freedom out there. Right. It's only a, it's only a length of chain issue. You can you can get ten feet, five feet, or two feet. So let's go for the ten feet guys. Yep. And Jesus came to set us free. Yeah. Augustine says that the answer to the libido dominandi the domination of our desires is that is not to get rid of our desires but to rightly order our desires mm-hmm. according to the way god designed us right. according to cut with the grain our nature yeah right. so to love god f- for himself 
and to love everything else because of the way right. that it is either drawing you towards God or an example of and this God's is beauty. and this is this is where covenant is also all connected. Yes. The center of it is our covenant through Christ with God. But you don't come to Christ and then it's just you and Jesus. Yep. It's you and all His people mm-hmm. from every mm-hmm. tribe, mm-hmm. from every nation, right? From every language. Amen. That that's that's the covenant. And that covenant is real. It's with a man, Jesus, yeah, at the right. right hand of the Father. And it's with his people who have hands and feet and faces. And, and that's, that's how God is remaking everything. Yeah. Lebanon, Tennessee, September 9th through 11th. That's going to be our breakout session with Uncle Gary. I'm looking forward to it. You know, guys, I was sitting here thinking and listening to all of this. I didn't say much, but I'm just thinking to myself. This is the weirdest political show I've ever seen. People <laughs> <laughs> always say that whenever I show up. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's just that we, the pastor kids, it's just anyway, Ron DeSantis. <laughs> it's just, I love it, but it's, it's just weird. Praise yeah. God for it. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. Mow your yard with like a new vision. You know? <laughs> we did not design a cookie cutter curriculum meant to chop students into appropriately shaped submissives or snowflakes for the secular zeitgeist. We designed our curriculum the way we did because we want our graduates to be equipped to stand courageously against that destructive zeitgeist and to honor their maker and how they body, mind, and soul battle to save their communities and the entire Western world from our current diseased insanity. New St. Andrews College is not in the business of rubber stamping graduates for this particular job market or that particular career. We aren't happy unless our graduates are equipped to tackle any constructive cultural task anywhere, from courtrooms to hospitals to job sites to movie sets to the highest risk job and the most important setting of all the raising and training of the next generation of immortal souls around dining room tables and in pews. The world may have gone mad, but it's not the first time. It has been saved before and by particular people, many of whom shared a very particular type of education. Augustine, Calvin, Jefferson, Churchill, and many lesser-known heroes in times of madness all had one type of education, one type of training in common. And... It's the same kind of rigorous education we currently pursue surrounded by the rolling wheat fields of Idaho. By God's grace, our civilization will be saved or rebuilt from the smoking ruins. The men and women capable of such a task, capable of fearless joy and fiery laughter, all while undertaking such hard cultural labor, those are the kind of graduates we want, the kind we expect. They are why we exist and why we teach what we teach so you might call it a major in world building or culture shaping or a major in saving civilization we call it classical christian liberal arts new saint andrews college saving civilization since 1994